Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't we endorse are that. Right now. <laughs> uh, wait, oh, are we, did we record? Oh, we're recording. Hi. <laughs> I love America. I Oranges. said America. She, she said, said America. America. <laughs> what about Toby Keith's courtesy uh, of the red, white, and blue? No, thank you. <laughs> I agree. <Not> <laughs> Morgan, thank you. good for you for not being familiar. <laughs> you didn't hear about him wanting to Maybe put a bumper ass if you don't support it? Yeah. It's the American oh, way. Oh, wow. It sounds very cool. Uh, <laughs> Morgan's a big Keith head. <laughs> sounds exactly my style. <laughs> so... <gasps> Hello, and welcome to this week's intro, Che Diaz Heads. Uh, what's up, Che Diaz Nation? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'd love to hear some reviews. <laughs> Our first review <laughs> is not from Che Diaz. <laughs> Boo! Che, review us! Come on! Hey, it's Jay Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom bombed by Jay Diaz. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Our first review is from Elena Wants the D. And it is entitled Cut by Plum. I only listen to three podcasts, and this is one of them. Latoya, Jill, and Morgan are up there with Oprah and Ashley Graham as podcast hosts. We're up there with Oprah. Hell yeah. I found TVD during quarantine and became obsessed. Having this show makes me feel like I have friends I can share my TVD obsession with. I'd love to just Man. hang out and drink Brothers Bond bourbon and watch TVD with them. Aw, You should. <laughs> Latoya has an amazing laugh. I agree. Aw. And agree. always knows relevant acting and script details. How does she know everything? <laughs> And I it's have just the no best. life. <laughs> Morgan has great impressions, and I love it when she really commits to a bit. <laughs> and Jill has bad Someone takes. Has <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making me read this? We love her for it, but the takes are still bad. <laughs> I'll fight you. Although, after watching a show with Tyler, I can't wait to hear Jill's reaction on the pod. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just one more week after this, right? Yeah, almost there. Is that a spoiler? (laughs) Will we have to cut that? People people know at this point. Okay, Okay, cool. Uh, Anyways, great show. Keep going. I love sharing TVD horniness. As do we all. Um, Morgan, I gotta say, I really miss your Isabel impression doing this uh, (laughs) re-listen. Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) The nicest foreclosure in town. (laughs) Uh, She still lives within me. Would Isabel be a Che Diaz fan? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Someone, remember, she played also a terrible queer character on the L word. So mm -hmm. it's just like them, like convening to make like a super terrible queer yeah i think they've definitely met at parties they know of each other and i think they steer clear (laughs) that's my take i don't know i feel like from what i know about jenny Schechter, she would be attracted to che diaz i don't know how i think i don't know how che diaz would feel about that i i need to learn more about them 
and mm-hmm. I will obviously because that's our, our new goal in life. But uh, <laughs> I feel like Jenny would be obsessed with Che Diaz. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, and our next review is from Brixie Johnston. Only correct opinions. Except Good. for Jill, obviously. <laughs> no. I just discovered TVD and I'm only slightly ashamed to admit I'm rewatching it already. Seasons one through six, obviously, and some skipping in late four and five. <laughs> this podcast is both a joy and delight as well as incredibly validating. Yes, Elena and Tyler are barely friends. Mason Lockwood is a totally a tequila guy. Caroline and Bonnie are the goddamn best and never do anything wrong except tolerate dumb boys, but whomst among us hasn't. Uh, The mix of Jill's first watch opinions and Morgan and Latoya's rewatch opinions are perfect. And Jill's predictions of what's up next, also perfect. (laughs) While all of the opinions expressed in this podcast are extremely correct, Jill's are the most so. See, balances out. (laughs) I agree. The two genders. <laughs> <laughs> Though I will say, I do unironically enjoy Cut by Plum. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not in the context of one's first banging with a vampire. <laughs> there we go. And I also liked Damon and Elena getting together in season four, but only because I needed it to be good after all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, now that we've read reviews, and thank you again for those, just want to remind you real quick that it's Raylo Month over on, like, Patreon, yeah. more specifically in Book Club, uh, and we have some fun stuff and at least one special guest over there, so please join us, and maybe something will even drop on the main feed. Who's hmm. to say? <laughs> and there will 100% be at least one new episode of Legacies coverage coming up this week, if not two? Two? <laughs> Most importantly, today's episode of The Vampire Diaries covers the seventh episode of the fifth season of The Vampire Diaries, entitled Death and the Maiden. According to Netflix, this is the one where, while Elena and Damon try to explain Amara's situation to Stefan, Dr. Wes Maxfield gives Catherine some deeply disturbing news. What happens in this one, guys? Well, we discuss uh, whether or not Troppelgangers is uh, better than... Uh, the CW mandated Doppelpalooza, and it is because I created it. <laughs> yeah, better. <laughs> also, Latoya sings a bunch. <laughs> I have no recollection of this, and I'm terrified. I love it. <laughs> and this is a peak episode for Candelabra culture. <laughs> it sure is. And that's it for our intro. So, without further ado, the Ampire Diaries. Woo! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we have to podcast. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today, we are talking about The Vampire Diaries, Season 5, Episode 7, Death and the Maiden. Both of them. <laughs> they didn't even use the string quartet in it, which was no. disappointing. What's the string quartet, Death and the Maiden re- connection? Because I did not. You said this in the chat, and I did not know what you were talking about. You don't know what you're talking about, Jill. Like a famous string quartet. Oh! <laughs> I only know it's the really vitamin good. string quartet, and that's it. 
No, it's like, a, I think it's like straight number 14 or something. I don't know. I don't know the details, but it's really good. Lovely. It's on my playlist for when I read. Aw. But I was like, ooh, Death and the Maiden, fun. And then it didn't even play. <laughs> nah, it's just Silas and Amara. <laughs> Have you guys seen, isn't Death and the Maiden a movie too? I've Was never heard the term that? Death and the Maiden besides this episode of television. Really? Okay. Oh, I I absolutely have. Let me look let's look on the wiki, because I bet um okay. Da, 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 I need uh, answers. <laughs> trivia. Oh, a Roman Polanski film. There you Ooh. go. It's probably why I haven't seen it. Yeah, probably why we missed it. Well, it's also the title of the second episode of the Pretty Little Liar spin-off, Ravenswood, a show I have seen every episode of. Hell yes. <laughs> Look, Michael and I have been – I can convince him to watch, like, one episode of Pretty Little Liars every two weeks. And um, I think it it works nicely for us. And the next one we're watching is the first Homecoming one, and I know that's going to be absolutely Because that's bonkers. the pivot point because that's, like, the midseason finale and then they return and then the show is, like, insane. And then, like, a couple episodes in is when uh, Arya and Noel Khan sing during the rainstorm. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, like, the, that's the pivot point. Uh, really all Michael does is be like, this Ezra Fitz guy seems great and really cool <laughs> and smart. And like, people should be like doing that kind of vibe, you know? The <laughs> uh, Homecoming episode is great because it's like the early peak of Melissa Hastings just being so angry at her child sibling at Homecoming. Like, you are a full grown adult, Melissa. Calm down. Bananas. And I'm but so never excited. calm down, actually. No, I don't want Tori DeVito to ever calm down. <laughs> what, what, what would that gain us? That would only gain us early Meredith Fell, who made me want to fall asleep. <laughs> but, but uh, yes, got it here. Jill, how did you feel about this episode of television? This was a fun app. I had a good time. <laughs> good times. Um, I love how much Amer- Amara is just fucking over it. She wants the D. Gotta have that D. I made a little chart to (laughs) show you guys of who wants the D. Yes! And at the wanting it too much is Amara and Finn. (laughs) And then at not at all is Catherine. (laughs) So I'm going to slowly fill this out. Oh my God, I love it. I feel like we should get it and get like little magnets. That we can move up and down the spectrum oh, yeah. as the season progresses. I think that'd be really fun. Oh, that's that's awesome. whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> I would love this. Um, but you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I had a good time. Um, I mentioned in the chat too, it has a lot of like really good one-liners mm-hmm. that like I could not name any of them at this moment. <laughs> um, but like it was fun in the moment. There was good shit. So yeah. much assassin yeah. on all sides. Uh, so much of it coming from Paul. <laughs> that opening scene with Silas. Oh, yes. the opening Silas scene is so good. God, yes. Um, Latoya, what are your thoughts on this episode, either now or when you first saw it? Uh, yeah, I, I even said uh, during the chat that like I remember the the Troppelganger <laughs> scene, mm-hmm. all three of them at, with Katsia so vividly. I was like, whoa, this is just like I'm living it again. Uh, remember that vividly. Um, remember Caroline being like, holy shit, she's your daughter. <laughs> uh, remember uh, Bonnie getting pranked so hard by Katsia? 
such a rough prank. Like, at least she's alive again, but still, God, girl cannot catch a break. (laughs) She will feel how people die. Mm. Yep. Oh. Not fun, right? But, like, if people pass peacefully, they're just like, hey, what's up? Well, like, what supernatural creatures creatures. are passing peacefully? Don't let me have one. (laughs) (laughs) No, Bonnie be happy for one minute. Well, no, some do pass peacefully, Morgan, as you know, when they have their special candies. Look, yeah, look, it's one pass via special candies, so that we can talk about for sure. Good God. Jill, when the day comes that you understand that phrase, I am going to, when we watch the episode in which that happens, cry. I I know I will be a crying on the floor mess, like screaming and laughing. Because watching it live, we were crying on the floor messes. Oh, God. Is this a season seven thing? No, this is a legacies thing. Okay. <laughs> and it's who? It's a rough one. Uh-oh. I did uh just at work writing in my notes uh, for something for a show, I was like, this character's special candies. Special candies. Oh god. Um but yeah, the 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 travel ganger scene was very um <laughs> very memorable. I looked in the wiki and it said the hashtag was like doppelpalooza <laughs> sorry i like Troppelganger. i prefer Troppelganger um as well but yeah doppel doppelpalooza hashtag it now if you tweet about this episode guys Troppelganger just sounds like you're trying to say trollop i mean <laughs> there are a couple trollops in that Troppelganger. Uh, there you go <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah i especially remember like Catherine being like so pissed at elena show off because obviously, you know, vampire versus, you know, dying human. Yeah, it's a little easier to slice your hand when you know it's just going to heal right back up. Ugh. Um, yeah, I I don't have a ton of memories about this specific episode. I just have memories about, about Nadja and, like, just loving the chaos that is her whole thing. It really made me laugh. I remember being kind of like underwhelmed by Amara because it felt like if you were going to bring a third one around, she should have more of a thing than like wants to die. (laughs) But she's like the perfect distillation of wanting the D on the show. Like truly the apex wanting the D predator. (laughs) (laughs) So which is, which is good. I do want to give Amara kudos for that because I do love how over it she is. Um, I guess I just wanted her and Silas to get to have like more uh, scenes together, given that they had this like huge, big, epic love that spawned doppelgangers they for say. forever. As, as, so as they go say. through, like, like, did Silas love her, or did he just love that she was uncomplicated? <laughs> I mean, their final scene, it seemed he loved her, but like, yeah, everything leading up to him, like, did he just want someone who wasn't intimidating? So he's like for real dead. Yeah, um, Amara like felt him pass through her. So yeah, yeah. That sucks. Um, yeah, it does really blow like R.I.P. to a true king. Um, we loved Silas so much. Um, like Paul was having the best time playing him. And to be fair, this is a really he gets to do a lot of very fun stuff in this episode before we say goodbye to him. But I want and more. I, can, I know more of him and Ketsia. And they're both <laughs> dead now. So, no. I don't want to the travelers, that's where we're headed. 
I'd rather stay here. Have you have you, have you not missed the travelers? <laughs> I do want to know: Is Matt okay? No clue. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Him. This episode swept the board like clean so fucking hard, and. I do think as we go forward, we're going to ultimately decide that wasn't a good idea on their part. <laughs> yeah, where they just kind of like, okay, we're done with this shit. Let's kill all of these people. Well, it's as if they like couldn't afford Katia any longer. So they got rid of her. And then they also got rid of, I mean, to be fair, they can always afford to have um, <laughs> Silas and Amara on, but it is a real pain to have to like have them change and be in the same scene so much. But yeah, it just seems like it was like, it'll be cheaper if we just have a bunch of random ass travelers. <laughs> Nobody knows who these people are. <laughs> um, slight spoilers for going forward. But um, shall we get down into it, gang? Let's, Let's go. Let's do it. Hell yes. Uh, so um, we open at a bus stop in what we will eventually learn is Philly. Um, <laughs> fuck Philly. Uh, Silas, <laughs> fuck Philly. <laughs> but hey, big ups to Motown Philly. <laughs> yeah, Motown Philly's back again. <laughs> Look, I don't know if you guys remember or if the listeners remember, Philly was where my laptop was stolen and I lost my mm-hmm. Gossip Girl fan at it. <laughs> and we're still... We still will give you a reward if you find Jill's yeah, laptop. If you're in Philly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do continue to hold the city of Philadelphia accountable <laughs> for that. I sure do. <laughs> so take notice. And so does Silas. That's why Silas is so mad. Yeah, that's why Silas is my man. <laughs> so he's chilling at this bus stop. His neck's all bandaged up from his encounter with Amara. And he is chatting with a a young couple um, who is like they're canoodling and hugging each other. Yeah. And he's like, oh, young love. So cute. And I decided they were Ian and Kat stand-ins because I swear, when they they cast people like this, it's always like, are these not just stand-ins for your cast? And it could be. It could also be like another kind of like typey thing. But um, he goes on, uh, Silas goes on to explain that like he has a real crazy ex who, you know, made him immortal and turned like his ex, his other ex to stone. Well, I guess, does he consider Amara his ex? I guess he considers them still on. Yeah, they're still on. They're soulmates and all that crap. Yeah, but like if you don't talk for 2000 years. I mean, yeah, she did just like kind of take the cure from him. Yeah. Um, so Silas is like, wait, do you guys think I'm crazy? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so fucking annoyed with you guys. I would never tell someone I thought was crazy that I think they're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like mistake number one. Um, and he's like, yeah, I finally got to hold Amara in my arms and look what she does. And he tries to show them his wound. <laughs> <laughs> which I love as he's peeling the bandage off and they're like, no. <laughs> and he's like, you know what, you guys just live it up. Enjoy love while it lasts. Because a couple days ago I was psychic. I was immortal. I was in love. Now my neck hurts. My soul is crushed. I'm sitting in a bus stop in friggin' Delaware. And they say, you're in Philly. <laughs> to which he goes, I'm in Philly. Ugh. It's even worse. <laughs> Which I am surprised, though, that anyone thinks Philly is worse than Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have never been to either, so I cannot comment. Um, I will never then- go to Philly again. <laughs> <laughs> what if they find your laptop? Like, if, you gotta come. Find your laptop. 
I yeah, then I guess I will. And I'll <laughs> forgive him. It you, just takes a laptop. <laughs> oh, that's all it takes. She's easy. <laughs> um, so um this the poor guy and the couple who I've referred to as a uh, normie dude and normie girl, um, he just starts puking a bunch and apparently it's because Silas is liquefying his internal organs and he's like sorry did I not say that I'm a witch and they're like hey could you stop and he's like no I'm mad <laughs> fair enough um, and then the woman runs and he's like look yeah, at that love's fickle <laughs> but you know what's not <laughs> buses hell yeah so good <laughs> so the bus comes up uh, Silas takes uh, poor normie puking guy's duffel bag and he hits the open road on the big old bus and he's, I guess, headed towards Mystic Falls. So our next scene's in the Salvatore boarding house. Um, Stefan is in his bed. He's having nightmares. He's very traumatized. It turns out that like drowning over and over again in the safe thing wasn't good and he didn't like it. Um, he is woken up by Elena, who's bringing him coffee and is like, hey, I, you know, I want us to have a fresh start. When you lost your memories, I lost a friend. Like, can we start over? Hi, I'm Elena. But Stevan has his memories back because Ketsia gave them back. She just snuck in late at night. She's like, boop. <laughs> Here they are. And he is like, yeah, Ketsia undid the spell. And Elena's like, undid the spell like yay <laughs> and Stevan's like no mm. and he's very very sad um yeah so then we cut to like the the parlor and we're explaining all of this to Damon and Damon gives him this little memory quiz which I thought was very cute um apparently in October of 1852 Damon broke Stefan's nose trying to teach him how to throw a right hook not on purpose <laughs> um, his motorcycle was bought for him by Damon, which is very sweet. Um, and like that's kind of all of the info that we get. But I liked both of those details. I thought they were cute. <laughs> um, so they're like, okay, seems like you do have your memories back. Stefan shatters a glass because trauma. Um, he's like, yeah, it doesn't feel good to get all of this stuff back at once. It's like fucked up like i got memories back of like drowning over and over again and they're like ah yeah sounds sounds bad sorry um then he hears a little banging from downstairs and who is that oh that's just amara <laughs> <laughs> how's she doing not good <laughs> <laughs> so we move down to the cellar amara is talking to people we cannot see well, she doesn't know. That's why. Yeah, she just keeps saying she doesn't know. So I don't know why whoever this is keeps asking her. And they're like, what's wrong with her? And Damon's like, well, I mean, she was a rock for 2,000 years. <laughs> so, like, that was probably, like, a piece of this. Jill said it in the chat, go off, Nina. <laughs> all she's saying is, I don't know. That's yeah, all she's saying. <laughs> Nina is repeatedly screaming, I don't know, and leave me alone. And I'm like, listen to her. <laughs> leave her be. Uh, 
<laughs> so Stefan's like, okay, so Amara is the only thing holding together the other side. And they're like, yeah, she's the anchor. As long as she's alive, the other side exists and we can get Bonnie from over there. So they are waiting for Silas to come back so he can bring back Bonnie via Amara's connection to the other side. Um, but he's taken a long fucking time, which, um, you know, they're all annoyed about. <laughs> Um, and Amara uh, is biting herself on the wrist in an attempt to make herself bleed to death. The wrist action in this episode. Jesus. Yeah, jeez. Um, Amara is just screaming. She's like, let me die. The the wanting the D levels are off the chart. <laughs> Which is, of course, very sad and, you know, troubling. Mm. But, like, this has all been leading up to this. This whole podcast has been leading up to this woman. Who wants to die more than anyone? She wants to die more than Finn did. Oh, yeah. yeah. For for our podcast purposes, this is very funny. Real life implication, obviously, quite grim. Um, but they're like, so we cut to <laughs> Jeremy talking to Bonnie. And he's like, so it turns out it's going to be really hard to keep Amara alive. You need to put like <laughs> oven mitts on her or something. They really do. And Bonnie's like, yeah, I wonder what will happen if she dies and the other side's destroyed. She's like, will there be a white light? Will it hurt? Would suck if it hurt. And I'm like, Bonnie, stop being all cute and blase. You shouldn't have brought him back to life. Yeah. It was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeremy has three things he wants to tell her. And it's a, a like, it's like, God, don't give him a monologue. <laughs> And um, the first thing is that he knows Bonnie will always be there. Second is a thank you for giving her life up for him. And I'm like, if you haven't thanked her before. Yeah. Like, you're here now? <laughs> it's been a summer. Uh, and before he can tell her the third, she cuts him off. And she's like, if there's a third, that means we'll have to talk another time. And uh, he's like, I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> and she's like, just humor me, please. I was hoping this was going to be like, oh, don't tell me. I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she loves this dummy for some reason. Yeah. What if she was like, I am so fucking sick of only being able to talk to you. Put Caroline <laughs> on. <laughs> Put her on. <laughs> Wait, what? How? Do it. <laughs> Do it. Her just screaming, throwing a tantrum until Jeremy puts Caroline on, however that may go. I would like that. I think that would be good. <laughs> so then in Dr. Wes Maxfield's lab, we get our, our a little taste of a Dr. Wes Maxfield scene. Uh, it is mercifully short. Uh, he's looking at Catherine's x-rays and all the tests he's run on her. And he's like, so the deal is, in a way, there's nothing abnormal wrong with you. You're just aging, um, but fast. <laughs> and he, she's like, uh, excuse me? He's like, yeah, you said you were turned into a vampire 500 years ago. And now that you're human, time's just kind of catching up with you. And I'm like, <laughs> what's the science there, buddy? <laughs> He's like, you're like the Flash, but with aging. <laughs> And she's like, how do we stop it? And he's like, oh, we don't. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And he tells her that at this rate, she has a few months left. And our poor, our poor girl, she's looking misty eyed. I don't want Catherine Pierce to die. I mean, obviously. Uh, so the Bonnie thing is solved in this episode. But the Catherine thing, it's not solved. Jill, how are you feeling about the precarious nature of... Catherine Pierce's lifespan. <laughs> She'll be fine. 
Will she? They're not, they're not going to kill Catherine. I mean, it's not like Nina would be leaving if they killed Catherine. <laughs> but at this point, isn't Catherine like a huge fan favorite? Who knows with fandom? She, I think she was and is and at least was for me. I was a fan. Um, yeah. But I think, um, you know, you can only play peril, you know, for this character for so long before you have to do something or your show has no stakes, I will say. She's got the travelers behind her. She'll be <laughs> fine. Well, the travelers are behind her. They're behind her daughter. Who? Sorry, who? I don't know who you're talking about. Nadja. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you. Thank you. Now, now I know. Now I know what you're talking about. Um, so then we have a little phone call between uh, Damon and Silas. Silas is on the bus. Oh, also, He's sorry. Like, are they even the travelers even behind Nadja anymore? Because Silas is dead. And also, shouldn't she like betray them by like taking Catherine for her own means and stuff? Yeah, like, like she Gregor was very much like was a dick boyfriend, as we as we know. So. It seems like she was kind of just in bed with them to get what she wanted. I, I don't believe her to be a, like, Nadja true won't let her mom die. She had an agenda <laughs> of her own, as we know. So you don't know so much believe in Catherine's ability to stay alive, but Nadja's refusal to let go of her mother. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she's a tenacious girl. <laughs> Nadja throws a tantrum. Put Caroline on! Put <laughs> Caroline on! <laughs> But that's me. I'm throwing a tantrum in every scene Caroline's not in and screaming, put Caroline on. <laughs> um, so, uh, Damon and Silas, we uh, we get a uh, – finally, Silas picks up his phone, even though he's on the bus, and he loves the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Says, yeah, you know what's great about the bus? Open road, Damon. There's all this time to think – Watch everyday human beings in their normal environment. Did you know that gas is over $3 a gallon at the moment? Seems to be a real concern to a lot of people. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Damon is more in the shut up, bitch camp than the I love him camp. Uh, he's like, get the fuck back here and resurrect Bonnie. We made a fucking deal. And Stefan's like, yeah, I thought about that. Amara needs to die. Um, all those years trapped in stone clearly left her unhinged. And I'm like, okay, every woman who's your ex or who doesn't want to date you anymore is unhinged. We're sensing a pattern here. Come on. I'm worried Silas might be a little toxic. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Must get yeah. rid of toxic in community. <laughs> uh, so he's like, look, Amara doesn't want to live anymore. I am happy to put her out of her misery and spend eternity in the afterlife with her. But if you want to, like, kill her for me so I don't have to do it, like, go for it. Uh, Damon is like, no, you are supposed to bring Bonnie back. Like, promises were made. Metaphorical hand shook. And he's like, uh, Silas is like, I don't know. I've been thinking about that. But, like, you know how the universe is working to draw our doppelgangers together? And when I told you that, you laughed in my face. Well, if you don't bring Bonnie back from the other side, then you'll be breaking your promise to Elena. And the idea of jeopardizing your relationship brings me this perverse amount of joy. So I've decided not to help you, Damon. And I'll see you soon. Looking forward to all of this being over. Bye! <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> this is so me! I love it. Uh, but unfortunately, Bonnie overhears this, which we do not love. We cut to Whitmore College. Heard of it? 
Just a stone's throw away from Mystic Falls. <laughs> yeah, just an indeterminate distance away from Mystic Falls. Um, Caroline's on the phone. She's le- she's leaving a voicemail. Who is she? Tyler Lockwood. Um, <laughs> it's for Jesse, and she's like, "Hey, you missed our study session again, girl. He's dead. You should know better. He is so dead, honey." And then she gets a little comment on her voicemail from one Nadja, who's like, that was pathetic, leaving messages for a boy who's just not that into you. And you're just like, who are you? You're not part of my scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Nadja's like, I'm looking for Catherine Pierce. I heard she was living here. Do you know where she is? And uh, Caroline's like, God, even Catherine's friends are bitches. <laughs> I mean, Caroline, we all knew this. That's Sweet. true. We all could have assumed that. Lucy seemed nice. Uh, <laughs> Nadja's like, I'm not her friend. And I'm like, Nadja, state your intentions, please. I wish that Nadja had like a princess vi- princess bride vibe going where she was constantly like announcing who she was, her relationship to Catherine <laughs> Pierce and her mission. You know, she wants to be doing that. Yes, my name is Nadja Petrova. I am the daughter of Catherine Petrova. And I am here to... Start a relationship <laughs> with my mother. <laughs> I'm glad you do that all with the accent. Yep. Prepare to be bored. <laughs> I love her. I love her. Uh, so then Catherine shows up and is like, what the fuck? Like, you again? And uh, Nadja's about to explain. And Catherine cuts her off. She doesn't want anyone to know she is a kid. So she's my stylist. She cuts my hair. <laughs> Caroline's like, cool, I don't care. <laughs> uh, and Nadja makes her sit down with her because they're going to have a little talk. Um, hey, uh, Jill, where's Nadja ranking for you right now? Are you, have you, I remember you being a little cold to Nadja. I'd I'm love still to see pretty cold to Nadja. <laughs> God I damn love, it. love how much you guys love her. <laughs> okay. At least that brings you some kind of joy. She's not for me. <laughs> She's... There isn't a lot to her. <laughs> but it's pretty fun. Bless her. Again, she was in a threesome with Rebecca and Matt. Starting strong and then immediately just <laughs> immediately no. She's still that same person, Jill. <laughs> but that's also because you don't care that Catherine had to give up her daughter. That make me care. <laughs> the music will make you care and cry. They should I be care. able to make me care now. Her daughter's boring. <laughs> she has an accent, Jill. She has an agenda of her own. <laughs> and we can see that she does. You can't introduce Nadja and Ketsia in the same season. Very true. Okay. okay. <laughs> that is fair. It, it, that's a, a tough comparison that uh, Nadja doesn't necessarily survive well. No. Um, but- <laughs> Uh, our next scene is back at the Salvatore house. It's a Stefan Damon and Elena scene. And Elena's like, we gotta buy time um, and like protect Amara. Maybe we should move her. And they're like worried about Silas and his plans and his intentions. Uh, and Stefan doesn't believe Silas will help. Like he's like, there's no getting him to help. He's like a selfish piece of shit. He needs to die. Not unwise as points go. But don't do it. <laughs> I know, I I'm like, but Bonnie. I mean, obviously they want to help Bonnie, but like, again, they, they go to Ketsia for help eventually. It's like, he's not the only witch in town. <laughs> and he's also a piece of shit. And he k- killed Mayor Dad. 
in front of everyone and he's mm-hmm. a piece of shit. <laughs> he is a bad dude and um and it would be no matter how much I enjoy him, I know it would be unwise to trust him. Uh and Elena and Stefan have their like same old big fight where he's a cynic and she's like, I have hope, Stefan. Uh, and he's like, I don't care. <laughs> she says, You know me probably better than anyone else when her boyfriend is in the room. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> what? You guys, can we talk about this for a minute? She is like, this is not going well. Delena's not going well. Like, I, as someone who wanted to see it, how are you feeling with it in its current incarnation? Because it, it's feeling a little underwhelming. The whole, like, main trio sucks right now. <laughs> oh, I love, um, I love Steve. I think he's doing great stuff. But I mean, like, uh, yeah, I guess Steve's doing fine, but like Damon doesn't give a shit about his brother. Elena doesn't give a shit about Damon for some <laughs> reason. It's pretty funny. She's he's either the most important person in the world to her, <laughs> or she's like day. I don't know a Damon. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> like no wonder Damon's feeling weird about his relationship with his brother Stefan. If his girlfriend's saying in front of him, "You know me better than anybody." <laughs> And Steve's just like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Let like, me kill. Please. And he's like, look, I just want to fucking kill this guy. Like, I need to be the one to do it. That's the end of the fucking story. Then in the cellar, Jeremy kindly checks on Amara and gives her a sandwich. <laughs> and she has Bonnie with her. And I'm going to say, Jeremy, that was a nice thing to do. Um, They're like, huh, she doesn't seem well. Um. And Amara's like, looks scared of them. And Jeremy's like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm just bringing food. And Amara's like, I know you. I don't forget a face. You're the hunter. So she remembers him because he died and passed through her. Jill, just so you know. Yeah. If, I picked up on that. that. <laughs> then Jill picked I'm up on something. Dumb. You chill, then I'm dumb. Um, so, <laughs> like, Jeremy's like, oh, okay, g- cool. I came back. And she's like, how? And she's like, oh, it was you, right? And points at Bonnie. Like, you're a witch. You brought him back. And Bonnie's like, what the fuck? You see me? <laughs> I'm not blind. God. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I have eyes. And she goes, oh, wait, are you dead? She's like, it's so mixed up. I can't tell the difference between the living and the dead. So all the people she's been talking to are spooky, g-g-g-g-ghosts. <laughs> and she can see the other side as the anchor to the other side. Bonnie tries to touch her. Amara does not want to be touched, understandably. But what's crazy is Bonnie can touch her, uh, which she has not been able to do with any people. And she says, Jeremy, I have an idea. dun 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 Later, upstairs in the parlor, Jeremy talks to Damon and Elena with Bonnie, like, at his side, but, you know, obviously not contributing fully to the conversation as she is a g-g-g-g-ghost. They basically it's, – it's a very weird idea. Like, their plan is, hey, what if we made Bonnie the anchor instead? And I'm like, can you do that? <laughs> like, I don't know if that would have been my instinct or be like, it's not a job you can <laughs> apply for. They think because they didn't do any research, or they're just like, I guess anchor just means you you have to be there on both sides, and that's all you have to do. You fools, read a book. 
read a fucking book. So they're like, yeah, what if we could have her, like Bonnie and Amara switch places? And Elena's like, I mean, Amara wants to die. Um, so who besides us is the person with the biggest stake against letting that happen? Um, dun, 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 Ketsia! Finally. <laughs> Damon goes to Ketsia's cabin. And I'm like, not your best bargainer. <laughs> you have not sent your best deal maker. <laughs> yeah, who how did they come up with that? Who decided that? Maybe Look, Matt Donovan should have been sent. Well no, it should have been Stefan, but you know how obsessed she is with him, so like you don't know how that's gonna end. They would have been fucking like immediately. He needs should have been Caroline. <laughs> Caroline could have done well. Get Caroline! <laughs> Get me Caroline. Uh, she could have brought a gift basket. And I felt like she would have been very welcoming and nice. For how long? But I feel like for Katia, you need to like seduce her in order to get Caroline, like Caroline, seduce her. Yeah, like Car- yeah, have Caroline. She is she like have her pull uh, her and Klaus and have her <laughs> show it. distract Katia. <laughs> hey, she just starts negging Katia, and Katia's really into it. Do you paint? <laughs> I bet it's bad. <laughs> Oh, my God. So Damon goes to Ketsia's cabin. She is upset. She thought he was her uh, Chinese food takeout delivery. Uh, And he's like, no, come on, come on. You remember Amara? Uh, Brunette, brown eyes. I'm surprisingly not in love with her, (laughs) which I appreciate. I like uh, that Damon's like, yeah, it's weird. I have no feelings for this person who shares the face of the the woman I'm in love with. I just think she's kind of (laughs) weird. Um, that almost seems like growth to me. <laughs> and Ketsy is like, yeah, what about her? And he's like, well, she took the cure. She wants to die. And we have her. And he says, Silas is on his way to kill her. He's obsessed with destroying the other side so he and Amara can live happily ever after in the great beyond. Man, you were right about these doppelgangers. They do always end up together. So how does it feel to say I told you so? Um, and she says, like, I want to shoot fireballs at Silas and drown him in acid. She's so fucking extra. I love it. Hot. <laughs> she's so cool. Are we supposed to be like, oh, no, she's a bad person? Because I'm just like, I'm in love with her. No, like every scene is too good. It They they had to know that they were creating the best. <laughs> Like, I fucking love Katsia. I'm so upset. I was so upset when I realized this was the episode where she, like, I didn't remember she left in this one. And I was like, fuck this. Um, And Damon's like, hey, what about making a deal? (laughs) Um, Then back at the Salvatore house, Elena and Stefan have this conversation. Stefan's brooding. Elena's like, hey, did you know it's bad luck to kill your doppelganger? (laughs) And uh, Steve's like, yeah, well, if I don't kill him, he wins. And Elena's like, but what if he kills you first? Like, witches are hard to kill. And we just got you back. Like, please don't do anything crazy. You and I have both been down the revenge road, and it's not worth it. Well, you're not a couple anymore, so he can do whatever he wants. You're dating (laughs) Damon, Salvatore. (laughs) You remember him? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's this weird, like, there's this very bizarre compartmentalizing going on with the three of them as if they do not have a dynamic as a trio anymore, which was like the best thing about them in like the best parts of the show was that they were like a 
a threesome, for lack of a better word <laughs> to explain it. They were a trio. They had a dynamic all together. And now they don't have it. And it's like such a bummer. It feels so broken. If Stefan joked about Elena being our girlfriend, Damon would lose his shit. <laughs> and when the shoe was on the other foot, it ruled. <laughs> um, it breaks my heart. I hope maybe maybe we'll see one day if we can if we can return to something nice. <laughs> or maybe it's just pain from here on out. Who knows? Uh, so <laughs> Stefan goes on to explain these moments he had in the safe, in the stillness, in the time when he was dead before he would come back to life, or he'd think about things in the past that made him happy and things that gave him hope, and those things kept him sane. Yes, they were fantasies, not flashbacks, Jill. Mm-hmm. Which yep. was like, to be fair, they I, they don't do fantasies a lot on the show. But Thank you. It's, but yeah, he they're <laughs> don't like you defend her. I have to. Um, so then I'm we're waiting for me. <laughs> defend me. <laughs> um, I remain impartial. Um, so he's like, Yeah, that stuff helped me not turn off my humanity. But eventually all of the pain just took that from me too. And now every time I close my eyes, I see Silas stabbing me. I feel myself drowning and I need to make it stop. If I don't kill him, I'm going to lose my mind or I'm going to turn off my humanity or both. So the stakes are clear. <laughs> Those are the stakes. We need a supernatural therapist. Oh, God. Will, will, will Gina Torres drive over from Riverdale? <laughs> Give these kids some therapy. Gina, Gina Torres is the Riverdale therapist. Remains a high point of my life. <laughs> Never it despite forget. me, I'd already stopped watching. It was so great for me. <laughs> Um, then at Katsia's place, Damon's like, okay, here's the deal. You, we need someone to like anchor the other side, something powerful, like an immortal being powerful. Now, Amara, obviously a great choice until she took the cure. So would you consider someone who's dead, but stuck on the other side as a viable candidate? And Katsia instantly gets what he's saying and is like, oh, an anchor swap. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't a thing. So she's like, okay, so you want me to make a ghost, a human toll booth between our side and the other side, giving her the power to interact with our physical world and the supernatural purgatory. And he's like, yeah, that is exactly what I want. And she's like, okay, well, that would take a significant amount of power. Um, you know, there's no full moon anytime soon, no big celestial events, um, maybe the doppelgangers? Wait, Morgan, you're telling me there's no celestial event at all. You know, at, at this point in time, they're pretty rare. <laughs> they become a little more common in the future, though. <laughs> uh, um, and this, uh, Jill, I Jill. believe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Let that sink in, Jill. What? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Is this like full moon, like werewolf type stuff? Yeah, like that's a celestial event. Yeah, the full moon's absolutely a celestial event. <laughs> you're gonna clearly uh, not what you're talking about, though. <laughs> put the phrase uh, "celestial event" in your vampire diary. <laughs> and just note, uh, let's see. So it's either like full moon or like rarer things. And let's see how common it uh, becomes over hmm. seasons of shows. So, like an eclipse would be a celestial event. Okay. A comet's a celestial event. The night of so the comet. Yeah. And yeah. that, you know, took place every hundred or so years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, 
Sure. Yeah, I'll write it down. <laughs> so I believe Damon closes this scene with another one of uh, the lines in this episode that you really enjoyed, Jill. How many was, you want? Yeah, you want doppelganger blood? I got doppelgangers coming out of my ears. How many do you want? <laughs> Like, that's the other thing is I do think Ian's kind of on one. Like, I really like all of his comedy stuff. Yeah, he was good in this. I enjoy him. I just, like, his scenes with Nina, I find very joyless. I need a Damon comeback because this is... (laughs) (laughs) I, I will tell you we're about to introduce a new scene partner for Damon and kind of a new gear for Damon to be in. New new mood. And I think Uh-oh. I'm hoping that you'll enjoy it. No, I think it's gonna break up again. <laughs> God. And David and Elena, they'll never break up. Those two, what they have as solid as a rock. <laughs> uh then back at, at Whitmore College, um, Nadja and Catherine talk about, you know their relationship and the fact that Catherine's eating junk food, which she usually calls toxic poison. Um, and she, and Catherine's like, come on, I never, like, I like, don't want to be around you. <laughs> and Najee's like, come on, didn't we have a moment? Like, wasn't there a bond? Like, and then you just left. You abandoned me all over again. And she's like, I didn't abandon you. You were snatched out of my arms at birth, okay? And second of all, it's been 500 years. Do we really have to do the whole mother-daughter bonding thing? Estrangement is so much easier, don't you think? (laughs) Deadbeat mother, Catherine Pierce. (laughs) Poor Nadja. And then Caroline comes in and says, sorry to interrupt the world's weirdest lunch, but you, with the doppelganger blood, duty calls. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love that she's like, well, this is fucking weird <laughs> from a mile away. Oh, God. Get me. Get me, Caroline. I mean, who has contentious discussions with their stylist? <laughs> They're really arguing about uh, whether or not Catherine should get a red hair streak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did either of you guys watch Squid Game? No. No. Fuck. Are you ever going to watch Squid Eventually. Game? Everyone in the room watched it. Then I was like, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I'm not going to watch it, but I'll watch it eventually. Can I tell you guys a thing about it? That is technically a spoiler, yeah. but I really need you to know it. Yeah. There is a character who, after the traumatic events of the Squid Game, dyes their hair <laughs> bright red. Yes. And I was screaming. I was like, Elena Gilbert ass hair <laughs> transformation. <laughs> Even worse, and Michael and I were talking about it, we're like, it's so fucked up because, like, obviously Elena was going through a lot and did one strand red. This person had to do the whole head. (laughs) They were so unwell. And it um, really got me. So I hope that some (laughs) of the ampies watch Squid Game so they could appreciate that. I like, uh, every time someone talks about Squid Game, I was like, I watched Alice in Borderland. And isn't that, like, the same fucking thing? I think it's better than Alice in Borderlands, which oh, which really? Michael made me watch all of. Yeah, I liked I, Alice in Borderland. I liked it. Um, I liked it more. I thought the like challenges. I thought I thought the the world around it made like a lot more sense, and I thought I enjoyed the like stuff it was saying. But I don't know. I, I think I remember I liked it better, but I also can't really remember very much of Alice in the Borderlands because I was very stoned for most of it. Drugs. Fair. See what drugs does to you. <laughs> Try your brain. 
Um, so then uh, at the Sabotor house, Ketia has arrived and says to Damon, you live in this giant mansion with two doppelgangers that are destined to end up together. Swear there's a sitcom in there somewhere. <laughs> the Vampy D's. Yeah, baby. <laughs> she says, so where is the ancient boyfriend stealing bitch? <laughs> She's so problematic she's anti-woman uh she's so toxic she's not like most girls and yet i love everything about her i love her so much and i'm also like he was your fiance like you gotta up it like really um really defame her come on girl (laughs) so they go down to the cellar uh katsia sees amara who's like tied to a chair and is like cool leave us (laughs) and she says huh like a little birdie told me you aren't enjoying your immortal life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Elena like listens to all of us and starts to feel bad. It's like, you know what? Sorry, Amara deserves it. No, does not deserve two thousand years as a rock. That part, so but, but, bad. But everything is saying to her. Yes, she like grabs Amara's face so that she can't look away from her, and I was like, kiss. Um, <laughs> they don't, which. All right. Homophobic. Yeah, homophobic. 2,000 years and you have nothing to say to me. No apology. Namara's like, I'm sorry. Imagine if Amara was like, yeah, I love you. And then they could team up against Silas. Yay. so hot. Like, give us what we need. Once again, two girls kissing solves everything. (laughs) I mean – I think that we've been failed in general that Janina Kavanker is not like kissing girls all over the place. We truly have been. Um, <laughs> please rectify this. Please kiss some girls. <laughs> Go on Hightown, please. Yeah. <laughs> so then, like you said, Elena's like listening in. Amara apologizes a little louder because Getsy's like, can't hear you. A little bit louder now. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, Amara's like, look, okay, I fucking suffered. Every moment of my life's been a living hell. I fell in love and I've learned my lesson. You win, you won. Please kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Give this girl the D. So, Ketsy's like, don't worry. When I make someone else the anchor, I will. And since you're nothing more than a non-supernatural human, you'll pass on while Silas is trapped on the other side. And the and you and Silas are going to spend eternity apart. And that's going to be kind of fantastic for me, selfishly speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Marry me. Speaking of marrying me. <laughs> oh, my God. So then Catherine and Caroline come in. And Catherine goes, the cute one's here. <laughs> Yes. These are the one-liners you're talking about, Jill. I was just going to say that. This is a great <laughs> example of a one-liner that is so good. Catherine is in like this very tight black lace top and I'm like, goals. Goals, goals, goals. The whole outfit. And she's in black jeans and ankle boots and I'm like, this is when fashion froze in my mind for me a little bit, where I'm like, everyone looks good in this. Like, this is the outfits we should all be wearing every day, right? And this is the society Morgan wants. This is the this is the future this liberal wants. And I just she looks so good. I would give anything to look exactly like Catherine Pierce. But alas, I'm much hotter. <laughs> So then, 
<laughs> Caroline's like, great, she's all fucking yours. I've like done my duty. Um, Ketsy is so excited uh, to meet. She's like, oh, you must be who? <laughs> Catherine's like, let's be clear. I don't care about Bonnie Bennett or the other side going away or Elena getting her best friend back. <laughs> And she says, I had the cure you created running through my veins. And when Silas sucked it out of me, I started aging fast, faster than normal. Basically, I'm dying and I need you to fix me. Fair enough. She says, fix the aging thing or no blood for you. And Ketsy's like, fine. After the ritual, I'll do it. And it's All like, great. These bitches so going easy. back on their word because none of them are Elijah. None, yeah. of their, none of their words mean anything. <laughs> Like, realizing that you can just say to the amp, like, the Vampire Diaries, like, Mystic Falls dummies, yeah, I promise, and it's fine. (laughs) I'll do it after it's done, obviously. Yeah, I obviously promise to do that later. (laughs) All of them. Okay, yeah, cool, they promise. (laughs) In a post-season four world, like, the deals are just, they're fucking, they're just on, like, tissue paper. It's no weight to anything anymore. Tissue paper, Sharpie drawn on it. It's like ripping. (laughs) So, um, yeah, written on a Kleenex that's falling apart. So then um, we go to the drawing room. We have all three three Elena doppelgangers and uh, Katzia. And they're all around Bonnie's grimoire, which is like the stand-in for her. Um, Amara's like a grim what? (laughs) Catherine's like, it's a magic spell book. Idiot. <laughs> She's 2,000 years old. But also, wasn't she like, um, Katia's handmaiden, so she should know? Maybe they didn't call them that back then. <laughs> What's the Greek word? The ancient Greek word for grimoire? Yeah, maybe if she, it was the ancient Greek word for grimoire, she would have known. <laughs> That she's that she is not speaking Greek right now. They should be thankful she, for. She learned she learned English from all the dead bodies. She actually knows all the languages from all the dead supernatural creatures. Yeah, being the anchor is kind of like a very intensive Duolingo course. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Skezzy's like, since Bonnie can't be here, her grimoire will have to do like hands in, and everybody has to put some blood on the spell book, uh, and you know. Ketsia enjoys stabbing Amara. <laughs> and Catherine is like, easy, I'm fragile these days. And it hurts her. And Elena merely just like grins and extends her hand and gets a little poke <laughs> and like glares at Catherine. And Catherine's like, show off. And I love that she's like in a little sundress. <laughs> just be like, yeah, it's stab a, me. It's a funny <laughs> Nina acting against e- Nina acting against Nina scene. Uh, the dream. <laughs> is that what that is? I love when there's multiple Ninas. I love Nina. But how was the she feeling at the time? She, she seemed very tired, I'm sure. She must have been really fucking tired. Maybe in the next episode she'll have a little less to do so she can fucking breathe. <laughs> next episode, Elena's taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> there is wind. There are sparks flying. There I are candles the lighting up. I am the air. I am human. <laughs> I need to be mom. It is true. Oh, Jill, that's the theme song to Charmed. I've <laughs> never seen Charmed. You've never seen uh, a, yeah. a single episode of Charmed? What? You never, never were browsing on TNT? And nope. saw Alyssa Milano as a mermaid? Nope. Never saw Alyssa Milano in a hall at the halter top? <laughs> <laughs> never saw, never saw Cole Turner just sweating so much after sex? <sighs> 
<sighs> yeah, God, he really got after it during that, I guess. <laughs> during oh lovemaking. Cold Phoebe's fucking was intense. <sighs> did you call it lovemaking? They were making love. They were making love. They were, they making, were love. making love. And I and I don't care for the insinuation that they weren't uh <laughs> OTP. <laughs> this genuinely baby's first OTP was uh Phoebe and Cole. I really yeah, they Julie did McVay them so dirty. Shirtless man that you guys were sending me pictures of. <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay. Ju- Julie McMahon, shirtless and with his his chest hair and tattoo. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was like, oh, that's a man. I was eight. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what I, a real career woman, would like in my life. I'm a real mature woman who knows what she wants, and it's Cole Turner for me. <laughs> now I'm gonna go back to the third grade. <laughs> I have a book report due tomorrow. Hey Morgan, did you see the new episode of Seventh Heaven? No, I did not. <laughs> no, I was watching Charmed, bitch. <laughs> Pushed into the light. <laughs> and then I healy off. <laughs> uh we gotta make Joe watch an episode of Charmed. One day, one day there'll be time for Charmed. Because, God, I mean, it's on Peacock, so. <laughs> I don't have Peacock. peacock. <laughs> can we teleparty some Peacock? Maybe we can. We'll have to find I out. I would need Peacock. Well, no, I think it's just one of us needs Peacock. And then right? we screen share? Yeah. Oh, if we zoomed and screen shared, I bet that would be it. Uh, no one listening to this uh, work for Peacock and uh, stop us. <laughs> <laughs> We're a Twitch stream Peacock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We could also just watch things together as friends, like in the same spot. Oh, God, we need to. Uh, yeah, I would love a Charmed. We actually should just live stream us watching Charmed. <laughs> I think that would be a lovely experience. Um, so uh, then the Charmed symbol forms on the book. That's why we would start talking about Charmed. And, but also, this is a charmed-ass scene. Like, yes. the camera's spinning. The wind is whipping everyone's hair around. Everyone's yelling over the magic. Because yeah. the magic's loud. I to think Jill's it's never great. seen an episode of Charmed, but now she kind of has. But now, in a way, you have. Um, so then, wind stops blowing. The lights turn out. And they're like, and Silas is like, this is Silas's doing. You know, what's happened? And then after all the chaos is done, David pops up and is like, what the fuck, Silas? He owes me a fuse box. Oh, Wait, why is there only two of you? Where's Crazy Pants? And Elena says, and where's the other crazy? It's not like Catherine could zoop. Yeah. So then um, this moment, this moment. Yeah. Ketsia walks Ketsia. into the library with a full candelabra. Full of candles. How could we do anything but love this woman? I, you guys, I recently came into possession of a candelabra. (laughs) (laughs) It was my birthday present from one Michael Chasen. And I can't tell you how much it has improved the quality of my life. (laughs) Um, Ketsia with a candelabra is, is aspirational. It's inspirational. And she's like, ah, Silas, that was quite the show. <laughs> He's like, okay, where's Amara? And she's like, hmm, maybe you shouldn't have turned the lights off, genius. <laughs> Want to um, see you turn on some lights, dummy? <laughs> <laughs> 
Silas is like, you had 2,000 years to watch us suffer. Like, isn't that enough? Like, can't you let it go? And she's like, maybe I'm just not wired that way. Uh, uh, so many red flags, and I love every single one of them. Yeah. Ignoring them all. She's so hot. It's, it's like the red flag <laughs> me on Twitter, but it's just like, you're so like, I still, I still fuck her. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I love, love it. <laughs> So Silas is like, I feel sorry for you. Vengeance is for people who haven't like experienced real love. Bitch, Jesus. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up. He's like, you spent two thousand years waiting for me to die just so you could be with me. When all along the universe knew I belonged with someone else. Doesn't that make your whole existence like I don't know a total waste? <laughs> he must be stopped. <laughs> I At love this point, him. Jill, did you not turn against Silas? I, I was I was in love with both of them. I was like, just keep fucking insulting each other. I it is offensive. They so never good. hate fucked. It really is. Like it's fucked up because we deserved that. In the episode where he's like, I actually love you and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they should have fucked. Yeah, he pretended he pretended to love her back in you know ancient Greece two thousand years ago. But, like, it's not enough. Was he ever in love with her at all 2,000 years ago, do you think? Like, when they got together, or? Well, I think he was probably, like, with her because she was really powerful. And was like, oh, okay, uh, it'll be, like, a real, like a political relationship between, like, the two most powerful travelers. And then he met Amara. And was like, wait, this is real love. And um, was, a, was a dick. Because you can tell someone. <laughs> Fucking fuckboy island over You don't have here. to leave her at the altar, bitch. Uh, so, yeah, so Stefan calls and he's like, I have Amara. She's just beyond the property line. Come get us. And Silas is like, I'm fucking busy watching my nemesis bite it. I don't care about saving Amara's life. And he's like, I know. That's why I'm going to take her away and I'm going to keep her alive um, while everyone else hunts you down like an animal. Now you have nine minutes. <laughs> Hot. Silas was really bad about being like, I don't even care if she lives. Like, you know, you like immediately wants to go save her. What a little bitch. <laughs> like, they all know that you're obsessed with her. Uh, <laughs> so then we have this quick um, Catherine and Caroline scene. Uh, Catherine finally is the first person to call out all the palm slicing. She <laughs> tests this stupid non-surgical incision, won't stop bleeding. And uh, Caroline bites her wrist offers our girl some vampire blood but Catherine cannot keep it down and she like coughs and sputters and caroline's like what's this she goes nothing just another tragic side effect from taking the cure apparently the universe doesn't want me to heal from vampire blood stupid universe <laughs> so as we learn and later see once you've gotten the cure drained from you you're not uh you're not getting that vampire blood baby Mm-hmm. Which means it's just a goner. That, yeah, you can't be turned back either. Uh, yeah. So then Elena comes into the library and finds Tessa like stabbed through with an iron poker. And she's like, fuck. Ketsia is like, can't <laughs> rest in peace. Scarlet O'Hara, motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking love it. And Elena says, it's a flesh wound. Get up. It's not a flesh wound, though. I know. Elena's like, I stabbed myself with a fireplace poker a couple days ago. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Remember when she did that to keep herself from killing Damon? <laughs> that, that was, was right. best. That was iconic. Um, so she's like, come on, you're not done yet. We're going. So then in the woods, 
um, Silas and Amara reunite. They're very tearful. Amara's like, I really loved you. I still do, but I can't live any longer. <laughs> and um, he's like, okay. I respect it. <laughs> Me too. Paul's really good in this scene also, by the way. They're both really, I think they're both really lovely. Like they're, it, it's, I, it's why I wanted more of this. Cause I was like, oh, it's really nice to see both of them. I guess. Cause I was like, so unsatisfied by Damon and Elena at this point. I was like, give me some people, you know, loving each other. Yeah. And this is where I felt by that. They actually loved each other. Yeah. Like what romance on this show right now is fun and good. Damon and Elena, Bonnie and Jeremy. Caroline and nobody. <laughs> Ouch. Nadja and Catherine. <laughs> like nothing. Um, so he's like, I get it, and I love you. And he like pulls out a knife. He's like gonna slit her throat, but it's like really hard for him. And it's like it's a very emotionally charged moment. And uh, Stefan interrupts. And um, but this is you know, also he- when you guys didn't answer my would you rather question. <laughs> well, no, we're gonna save it for the podcast. Oh yeah, I said it's a tricky one. It was uh, so you said get for my throat the listeners, slit or yeah. in the heart. Would you rather get your throat slit or get stabbed in the heart? Which is faster? I gotta say. I'm I feel like the heart. the heart. Yeah, because I don't want to bleed out. I want to yeah. kill me, baby. Well, the, kill me, daddy. Faster. Just yeah, make kill that me, daddy. heart stop. Yeah, just end it, really. I was I, I was just going to be like, no, stab me through the eye. Get to the brain. Let's end this thing. Like, <laughs> I want it to be quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, in the Blood Nash book. nightmares about that tonight. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. I was like, you know when Poppy has that place in the back of the neck where she stabs people to kill them really quick? That's where I want it. Let's just brief. (laughs) What about you, Joe? Make it fast. I would do heart easily. I wouldn't want my throat slit. That sounds painful. (laughs) And the blood's going to get everywhere. And it's like, what if I was wearing something Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I want to bleed out via palm slice. (laughs) That's actually what happened to (laughs) Ketsia. Yeah. Aww. So then uh, Stefan shows up and is like, hey, and is like choking Silas and holding him up against a tree. And he's like, remember me? Sorry, is it hard to breathe? Did the fear of dying start to creep in yet? He is so fucking pissed. He's quoting Davy Jones. Do you fear death? (laughs) (laughs) Do you fear that dark abyss? (laughs) What is this Uh, accent you're doing, Jill? Not Davy Jones. Definitely not. When we do our dead man's chest episode. <laughs> when y'all do that. I am I am going to have to allow at some point Jill and Michael to run a uh, Pirates of the <laughs> miniseries that you and I can attend as much or as little as we want. But I do just think it needs – I think the two of them need it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Silas magics the fuck out of Steve and gives him an owie. Um, Amara starts kind of like untying herself and Silas is like, hey, I hear every emotion is heightened for a vampire. And I'm like, where did you hear that? This show? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, all those memories must be eating you alive, Stefan. What's it like to die? I've never done it. You must have done it over a thousand times, right? This summer? Fuck. Uh, Stefan's like, stop it. He's like, stop it? I spent 2,000 years alone in a tomb. You were locked up for what? Three months? Look at you. You're a mess. You're a whole bitch. Safe, 
was the easy part, wasn't it? Being forgotten about. That's the real torture. Yikes. Stefan throws a knife at Silas and hits him right in the heart and he dies. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, but also boo. Yay, but boo. Amara cries out in agony for reasons we now ultimately understand because she, you know, felt Silas pass through. Then back at the Salvatore house, uh, Damon and Elena have a little scene. And Damon's like, Stefan and Amara are gone. And Elena's like, yeah, Stefan took her. You have to go find him. And Damon's like, no, like that's classic Stefan. Like it's fine. You know, he's like finishing this thing. And Elena's like, no, 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 he's hurting. He's not thinking clearly. Silas may have been the one that put him in that safe, but we were supposed to get him out of it. Please go find him. We can't lose him again. And Damon's like, what is he, my brother? <laughs> what, what, what is this guy supposed to be important to me or something? <laughs> so um Katsy does some magic to replace, you know, Amara with Bonnie in the woods. Um, Amara looks at Silas's dead body, removes the knife from his chest, and points it at her stomach and says, Our eternity starts now, and stabs the fuck out of herself. Jesus, what an emo couple. <laughs> Damon is like, Amara, no! And he's like trying to feed her like his blood and she's coughing it up and throwing it up. And he's like, please, 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 like stay with me. Look at me. And I think Ian's really good in this scene. Like he like, it plays the desperation really well. And she says, I've been in hell for 2,000 years. And he says, what's another five minutes, huh? Another woman. It's so good. Like iconic. And she says, let me die. <laughs> and he says, No! <laughs> The motto of our show. Someone <laughs> listen to this woman. <laughs> so then Katsy is still doing magic um, in the Salvatore house. And Bonnie approaches Jeremy. She's there to say goodbye. She's like, Amara's dying. And Jeremy's like, no, no. That's not possible. And she's like, come on, we don't have time. You know, d- Amara dies in Damon's arms. All hope is lost. And Bonnie's like, tell me the third thing. And he's like, Bonnie. And she's like, tell me, please. And he goes, I love you. <laughs> like that he lifts his hand to her face and then he's like, wait, what the fuck? They can touch. She says it back. She says it back before they can touch. And I'm yeah, like, Bonnie. Says, I love you too. And he says, I'm not ready to let you go. And then they're like, I can feel you. God, they're going to fuck tonight. And I don't like thinking (laughs) about that. But then the good thing happens, which is Elena and Caroline show up and they see Bonnie and you see their little faces when they see her. And Caroline says, please tell me this is real. And Bonnie's like, you guys can see me. And they're like, it worked. And then Bonnie already has like tears Already falling down. Yeah, someone finally put Caroline on. Someone finally put Caroline on. (laughs) Our three girls hug. They are our girls are back. I am I am misty. I am getting very, very emotional. Um, and Caroline's first thought is, oh my god, oh my god, and we can be roommates because we have that extra bed and we can clear out half the closet. (laughs) Sweetie. I love her. You guys have an extra bed because your roommate died. (laughs) Yeah. And you drink her protein water. (laughs) (laughs) So they're just so Caroline's like, "Ah, I'm sorry. I'm just, you're here. And it's so good. And Bonnie says, I'm here. I'm back. No prank element. No prank element. (laughs) Uh. (sighs) So then a little time cut. 
Bonnie and Jeremy by the fire. And she's like, yeah, I miss feeling warm. I never felt warm on the other side. And Jeremy's like, I missed holding your hand. And I'm like, Shut up. gross. What's up, bitch? They kiss. It's disgusting. Uh, then uh, Katsy is in the library. She's in front of the. She's in front of a different fireplace because uh, this house is littered with them. And um, Catherine's like, "Cool, do the magic you promised you'd do." And Katsy's like, "Right to stop the aging, find a drugstore cream." <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> Catherine's like very funny but I'm not getting any younger like get to it and Ketsy's like yeah altering this life like someone's lifespan kind of uh, has never gone well for me <laughs> so I'm not doing it and she says yeah I won Amara's gone Silas is waiting for me on the other side and we we scoot up a little bit and we reveal that uh, Ketsy has slit her wrists in a very graphic shot uh yeah, yeah. I was very surprised that that was cool with the CW, but I guess it's really quick. Um, and Catherine's like, no. And like, Katsia falls to the ground and she like tries to, she's like, don't die, don't die, I need you. And Katsia like looks to the heavens and says, true love prevails. The universe <laughs> be damned. Girl, the other side is just going to be Silas running away from you nonstop because you can't really do shit. So you're just going to have to just keep walking away from you. <laughs> I know. So then we're back with Bonnie. She's smiling. She's like, I love being alive again. And then Ketsia appears and she oh, says, well. you're the anchor now. And Bonnie's like, oh, Ketsia, like, wh- where'd you come from? And she says, I'm dead. As I pass through you, you'll feel my death. You'll feel every death. Every supernatural being that passes over to the other side will pass through you. Sorry, that's going to hurt like a bitch. And <laughs> She seems to really enjoy it. And I'm like, what What do you have against Bonnie? <laughs> Bonnie didn't do shit to you. She's lovely. <laughs> so then in the woods, um, like Elena uh, is, is with Stefan as he buries Silas's body. And she's like, cool, he's dead. It's over. And are you okay? And Stefan's like, yeah, I'm, I'm great. <laughs> so she's like, look at me and tell me that killing Silas worked, that you'll be okay now. And I think Steve asked the very valid question of why is this important to you? <laughs> and Elena's like, well, I know how much he stole from you. And she's like, but also because when you were suffering in that safe, like, I was happy. I got everything that I wanted. I got to be in love. I got the summer of my dreams. I got Bonnie back. So I need to know that this worked. I need to know that it's going to take away all your suffering. I need to know that you're going to be okay. And I'm this is what I wrote in my notes. Um, Elena, like, kind of fuck off. Like, <laughs> I love you, honey. But, like, it's not, like, don't pressure him to feel anyway. Like, you did fuck him over. And it's normal to feel guilty. I'm not saying she should, but I, I think that guilt is a normal emotion, an understandable emotion to feel. Don't put that on him. That's not his fault. Don't tell him he has to get better. That is not yeah. helpful. When with, when has that logic helped you? <laughs> I was so bummed. I was like, come on, babe. That's not how anything works. And Stefan replies, I wanted it to be you. When the safe finally opened and somebody found me, I wanted it to be you. And then he says, I wanted it to be both of you. And we realize that Damon is there as well. Uh, what a gut punch. 
Oh. He, you've got mailed them. <laughs> it, like, fuck. That is heartbreaking. He wanted the people he loves most to save him, and they didn't even notice. Like, that's so bad. Fucked up. <laughs> so yeah. fucked up. Yep. It's not what our boy deserves. <laughs> Way to go, guys. But what a way to end that conversation, to be like, don't put this shit on me. Yeah. Like, honestly, if you want to know the thing that's weighing on me, it's fucking this. Like, she needed to hear that. Like, I think it's it's important. They cannot move on until, like, the wound has been fully uncovered and cleaned. (laughs) Because she's been being kind of selfish about this. Like, even when he had amnesia, she, like, kind of made it all about her. It's like... She, he has amnesia. Like, don't be upset that he's like doesn't know who you are and doesn't care for you, like care for you because you kind of suck. It's someone who has amnesia. <laughs> like, wanting everything to be okay and making it okay are different things. You cannot like the idea that like Elena's like a hopeful person and that sometimes she just tries to like will things into being. Like, that makes sense as someone who's like. You know, a child because Elena Gilbert is, you know, 19 years of age, which is pretty young. Um, and like, I get it. She wants everything to be okay, but that's not how anything works. Like, you have to take the time to fix things and you have to like take steps and do stuff. And it's, um, yeah, it's really sad. It's a bummer to see her not get that. Um, now we go to. The Whitmore College dorms. Uh, Catherine is there. She's there to get her stuff. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonnie's coming. I'll get my stuff. And Caroline says, thank you for what you did today. And she's like, whatever. I killed you once. Don't you forget. We hate each other, okay? Catherine. This is where I've written in my notes, end of bimbo era, sad face. (laughs) (laughs) This, I want them to hang out so much. And then she's like, where's my bag? Turns out, not just there. She already packed. Oh, man. She's leaving. She's going back to Prague. And she'd really like it if Catherine came with. Um, So Catherine's like, I don't know what kind of twisted fantasy you have about us. And I'm like, she just wants a mom. (laughs) So twisted. fucked up, crazy bitch. You just want me to be around you. (laughs) Catherine, Jesus. She's like, I'm human now. It wouldn't be easy. I don't want to know you. Caroline realizes they're mother and daughter and is pretty <laughs> stunned. And then she's like, oh, right. I should give you privacy. <laughs> and Catherine says, I'm doing you a favor, Nadja. Okay? I can't be there for you. So take a good look because you're never going to see me again. Because you know she's dying. Yeah. The idea that she that this is like self-sacrifice and this is does that appeal to you at all Jill like this shade of like Catherine of being like also I think she just she can't bear to start something she knows is going to be so finite too I think mm-hmm. yeah I mean I don't have a problem with Catherine yeah yeah well I, I wondered if that makes you at least enjoy Nadja's existence and that it allows us to see this thing in Catherine or is it still like no thanks move on Give give Catherine a better storyline. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, heard it here first, folks. Then we go back to the woods, and um, Stefan. Uh, turns out you cannot bury your trauma in a what? shallow grave in the Virginia woods. 
he collapses overwhelmed by his fam- his memories and says, no, no, it's supposed to be over. And that's the end of our episode. Oh. It oh, has a really good last song. Oh, yeah. What song is that, Jill? It's Afraid by The Neighborhood. Yeah, so that's good. on Rip. That was very – that was like appropriately emo. I liked it. Yeah. It's fitting. Yeah. I thought that was, that was a good one. We have some we have some fun stuff ahead of us. Um, yeah. Things are getting wild, baby. Oh, God, yes. I'm going to miss yes. – I'm going to miss Silas and Ketia so yes, much. Gone but never forgotten. Never. never. I, I would never. Trust, trust us, Jill. We will not forget them. <laughs> <laughs> they ruled too hard. <laughs> they only um, made it, what, seven episodes? Is that what this is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's devastating. Up. Come on, guys. What were you doing? Not right. Have to ha- have to have room for uh, Dr. Wes Maxfield. <laughs> Make way. He's coming. And <laughs> all his good scenes. Oh, oh, oh Lord, he coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we uh, should we do our crushes? Yeah, we should. Ketsia. Yeah, it's Ketsia. Yeah, it's Ketsia and the Candle Opera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have two, so. <laughs> oh, thank God. I just, uh, I miss her. I miss her so goddamn much. Already. Right? Oh, that's deep. The best. All right, Jill. Okay. Number five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Out of pure respect (laughs) is Amara. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't know. (laughs) That girl wants to die so bad. Let her die. She did that. (laughs) Um, Number four Mm -hmm. uh, is the cute one. Kathy. <laughs> yes, that is down one from last week, but still very respectable. Number three, mm-hmm. uh, for the gut punch at the end, oh. Stefan. Hell yes, up two from last week, very deserved. <laughs> then number two, <laughs> my king, <laughs> Silas. Okay, okay, down one Miss from you. last time. And right, take it number one. Hmm. Yes. The candelabra. <laughs> yeah. The candelabra holder herself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that is up one from last week in the top spot where she fucking deserves to be. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> she earned it. Good job. Oh, I guess that about does it for us. It's our shortest episode ever. According no. to my view, it's only 23 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> An hour uh, yes, 25 is what we got. Wow. Holy shit. That is. Right? That Dang. Is, that's beautiful. That's a that's an angel on top length. <laughs> that's what we're doing over there, Jill. Hell yeah. Wow. This is yet. Yeah, this is. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, uh, we did it. I'm proud. We well, killed the best um, ones. No, not great, right? <laughs> Where do we go from here? Only down. Oh, yeah, still so already up on season. <laughs> so see how you could like it's it's impossible for me to like say bad things about this season because it gave me Ketsia, and that's better than any single thing that happened in season four. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
I'm not going to say there's not some bad stuff coming because there is. Well, there's some good stuff coming. Some himbos. There's some cool girls. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool girls game. <laughs> himbos and cool girls, Jill. Mm-hmm. I've genders. heard a lot about the himbo. Not a lot about the cool girls. Who's the cool girls? We're, we're, this we're, season? Yeah, we're curious about... We're actually very curious about how you'll feel about the cool girl. One. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. One cool girl. One. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if you like her or not. I really, I really don't know. I'm fully like, it could go either way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But we <laughs> shall see. Um, stay tuned to find out. Uh, that does it for us. Uh, until next time. That's Bye. the end of our show. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>